0: Can I kick it? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Jesse Weber, and I'm joined by Andy
1: Gamuga,
2: number one wine stand, Colin Ashley. God,
1: (laughs) Emilio Diaz.
0: Okay. <laughs> sorry, am I, am I introducing our guest, or are we uh, mentioning our I new Introduce the guest. First? Okay, great. Sorry. We have a guest today. This
3: we also uh, yeah yes. we we failed to ask what how the guest wants to be introduced as well. Yes. <laughs> sorry,
4: right. uh, call, that's, on, that's on me. Sorry.
3: No, it's on us. We're no, the hosts. No, we usually, need to ask you. I Usually, ask. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but know, we're oh, joined sorry, by the about to uh, introduce himself with any credits you might want, Mike Finerty. <laughs> um, hi, yeah.
3: Woo!
4: long time, first time. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Great. Please.
3: Thank you for joining us uh, in what is your two main areas of expertise Um, uh, for this episode.
4: Yeah, that's uh, going to get me a job when I graduate.
3: Yeah. (laughs) What if Ken Loach made an Entourage movie? Maybe that's a conversation for uh, us. I
4: would rip up my journalism degree and go work in telemarketing, quite frankly. (laughs) Do you think Ken Loach has ever seen Um,
2: Entourage? uh, Do I think? (laughs) Did he have a movie at the can that they were
4: at? Uh, 07, I did a research, we'll get into it. He did not. He, no. Okay. okay. Isn't the can okay. that they're... The, cl- that he... the
0: can that they're at is...
4: No, no, no. He won in 06, and they're at the can in 07. They're at can in 07, yeah. okay.
2: Death proof.
0: Pretty... That's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> Never the two tricks yeah. on me. Um,
3: so I guess to clarify... Today we have, to, to to introduce the actual topics we're talking about, today we introduced Mike on to, to discuss specifically the Ken Loach film, The Wind That Shakes the Barley, which is continuing our sneaky mini-series covering the Can. what year? 2006. Yes, 2006.
2: 2006.
3: 2006. Because previously we did an episode just on Southland Tales, so we figured why not Run the whole gamut, and we're just going to slowly, piece by piece, cover this entire competition. Yep. Um, Look
0: forwards to our Babel episode. <sighs> oh,
2: yeah. I mean, I was about to tease a real one that we have planned, but I guess I'll, I'll not. Yeah. We have um, another one planned? This is the change-nothing year. Or, sorry, uh, um, Colossal Youth year.
0: Oh, yes. There is a there is a, a Colossal Youth Plus, uh, special bonus material right. episode coming.
3: Um, so, so we're going to talk about that today, and then uh, just it in our socializing with Mike. He he is well known as an entourage expert. We have goofed around about entourage a lot with him before, so we thought, why not throw on some bonus uh, episodes of Entourage that where they actually go to the Cannes Film Festival to premiere movie. So we'll be talking about those two episodes, Many. which we all watched as well. We're we're gonna save the, some of the details for I the actual know, yes, segment, I, Cullen. And I apologize I mean, in advance. Uh, no, I mean <laughs> it's it. We certainly watched two episodes of television, um, mm-hmm. uh, but and we, also Cullen has another Ken Loach game for us today, Ooh, which we're very yeah, excited about
2: um <laughs> uh, well let's not put too much on it
3: <laughs> this is what cullen said last time and then now it's the thing he's proudest he uh, has ever accomplished in his life the only good Was thing the first... he's ever made <laughs> <Come> <laughs> game. um but anyway let's get into uh the wind that shakes the barley right that's what no, we're going to no before with? we do or that no? we want uh
0: we want emilio to oh right the
3: uh, other uh, thing talk you... about
1: a little bit about our new theme song that's right you oh you've... right I mean, I'm not going to talk about it that much apart from saying we have a new theme song. It's very cool and chill. It worked with a guy named Tree Related on it. You can find his work on soundcloud.com slash Tree Related. His work is also on Spotify. You can Google Tree Related and you can find a couple of his tracks. Uh, I'm very grateful to him for making a theme song for us considering we are... A poorly listened to podcast. Come but... on, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're
3: g- going in the right direction is the important exactly. thing yeah. for us.
2: Yeah. I've listened to and... it so much. <laughs> yes, yeah. and a I good song. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and
1: I'm proud of the theme song. We worked on it together, and by together, I mean I just kept pestering him with like things he should add, and he kept putting them in, and they're all good. And it, yeah. he's a pretty talented guy, and he deserves all the credit. And you should all go listen to his stuff if you like like ambient. Trip hop kind of stuff, which he makes quite a bit of.
3: Yes. Thank you. Thank you Uh, to him.
1: Put it it
0: on loop on your Spotify while you sleep.
3: Right. Get him those pennies.
2: Scorsese. (laughs) So good. (laughs) I really have listened to it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
3: Um, All right. Anything else to say about that? Anyone?
2: No, no, no. All right. So let's actually
3: talk about the loach. Let's let's, let's bring out our loaf of loach for the week. (laughs) Wait,
1: Uh, I I thought we had agreed to do this in the inverse order.
3: Oh, I'm forgetting. Let's do that then. So we're going to talk uh, about entourage.
1: We're going to talk about, (laughs) I feel like
4: going to entourage after when (laughs) they shake the body. Both of (laughs) equally cultural merits, you know, like one's as the same as the other, I think.
2: All right, I did cry at the end of both uh, episodes. <laughs> of and, uh, because of animals, or
4: so. yes.
2: Um,
3: so let's. All right, let's start with Entourage. Uh, Mike, as our guest expert, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your history with Entourage, uh, and a little bit about maybe what about the art the long-term storytelling arc of entourage that brings us to these two episodes that we all watched
4: oh, why do i do this to myself so um i am a 24 year old male from the west of ireland and uh i entourage used to be on at 10 o'clock um on a um monday evening this was the same evening where american comedies were aired so you had scrubs uh, you had i would like to say friends mm-hmm. So basically, in the two thousands, that was the night where our main broadcaster, ORT, were showing the big hot American shows. Desperate Housewives was a Tuesday, and Soul Grey's Anatomy. But Entourage was kind of the hip, cool show on the Monday night. I never got to watch it because um, you know it's too old. It was too old. It was too young for it. Sorry. But then the summer of twenty fourteen, uh, I got my first ever laptop because um, up the that stage I used a desktop. And I discovered the wonderful uh, thing called Watch Series, which I am definitely not advocating for using during these times for financial difficulties in the film industry. But, um, sorry, that was a mouthful. So I ended up watching all, long story short, I watched all eight seasons of Entourage in two weeks. Jesus Christ. During the 2014 World Cup. So I'd watch my three games a day of the World Cup. And then at night, i watched Vinny chasing the boys, trying to take on Hollywood. And (laughs) look... We all do stuff we're not proud of them when we're younger, and that was certainly one of them. <laughs>
2: no, no sure. one should look back at their history with Entourage with anything right. but pride.
3: <laughs> I mean, Entourage was it? This this is the thing. Entourage was like a respectable show. I
4: mean, it I, like
3: got like listen, Emmy nominations I mean, I to get and. <laughs> Whether what or not is good.
4: I mean look, no, um, I'm... like Pivot was like the bloody Ted Danson of Entourage in terms of like yeah. Emmys, and he won the Golden Globe for right. I think it was the year of the writer's strike, so it wasn't televised, thank God. That won't be a horror show. But um kind of a joke I often say to my friends is if you ask any um Gaelic footballer, actually at the very start when they chicks the bar they're playing hurling, a sport called hurling. And in match right. programs they always ask them, Oh, what's your favorite TV show? Nine times out of ten they would say it either be the Sopranos or Entourage. So that's the kind of sure. level
2: we're dealing with, of the and
4: the favorite film are yeah. Shawshank Redemption or Fast and Furious. Yes. Right. So it's, it's a kind of of, of American culture as far as concerned. <laughs> yes. <yeah>. Yes.
3: <laughs> Entourage is a great show. That's about show culture. Yeah. Just, yeah. So I mean, well, so yeah, so Entourage, like, it was like a genuine cultural phenomenon. People, I, I rem- So my main experience with Entourage, I never watched it. We never had cable. We definitely never had HBO, um, and uh, we. I mostly experienced it through, it was, like, around the area where era where I would, like, go to my school library and read Entertainment Weekly back to front every week. And, like, there was a lot of stuff about Entourage in there, and, like, especially in, like, Emmy season run-up, it was like, oh, is this, like, you know, Jeremy Piven, like, he's definitely a slam dunk or whatever. Like, all these, like, it was, like, a respectable show that was, like, considered among the better comedies on television, whether that was just, like, HBO prestige... Uh Like, a debut you know. just
4: after Sex and the City ended. Right. I think just for a bit of context in the television landscape. So maybe yeah, kind of the reputation it had then, certainly in this right. culture, was, um, like, the male Sex and the City.
3: Right. Well, and people also thought of it as, like, this is, like, what it's really like. <sighs> this is, like, a legitimate, like, real, like, look at what it's like in Hollywood. And, like, no. it had the, like, Wahlberg, like... Patina over it, whereas like this was like what, what it's representing is like you know Mark Wahlberg's rise to fame or whatever. What well, I'm, I'm um,
4: just partially responsible like to... for me uh, doing a year of film school. I would like to uh,
0: yeah. offer a. Brief uh, correction and an apology to Robert Wool because our list is, of course, the female sex in the city. Oh, right. oh, I mean, the male the sex, sex in the, in the city, city. Yes. but um, also the female sex in the city because they got equal
3: viewership, right? By the end, um, uh-huh. <laughs> everyone watched the George Lucas talk show. Uh, there's no plug for that. Yeah. Um, I, I entertainment, yes right everything's our rival uh but let's so to sp- let's zero in specifically on these two episodes which are season four episodes 12 and 13 i think because i think they did 13 episode seasons uh the can kit or, no can or the, do first, the first, one first one is the no right do. the first one is no can do spelled like <sighs> the film Christ. festival and then the second episode is called The Can Kids, where they which went. as far as I can tell is not a reference to anything uh, beyond the, There's a season two episode,
4: uh, this is my entourage Encyclopedia like in P- yes. front of me. Uh, there's this episode in season two where Vinny Chase gets offered the role of Aquaman and that episode's called The Sundance Kids.
2: Yeah, they're at Sunday, so we uh, will be covering that at a later date. Okay,
3: <sighs> right in our future sundance uh, uh entourage for next episode. January when sundance right. is happening <laughs> it'll, so it'll be us going backwards in in the entourage timeline we're really we're really applying a full like Christopher Lindelof stuff. at yeah. right n- n- Nolan sort of look at entourage um yeah.
0: Colin you are insane sundance is not going to happen
5: hey
2: we'll see <laughs> Anything yeah, uh, the Sundance Kids episode of Entourage covered by us will happen. Yes, for oh, sure. Watch me at
1: Park City, Utah, man on the street asking people about the Sundance Kid. I'll be in a down minute.
2: jacket talking about turtle with every person I see. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you know, season where the Yankee hit fitted. <laughs> so, <Yeah>. Yankee <laughs> <laughs> Forces <laughs> that match to my polo.
3: Boy, so. Season four of Entourage, the, the grand story. <laughs> We're going to get into all of it, guys. We need to give our audience the proper context. Um, uh, season so season four, four of Entourage starts, is all about Medellin, Medellin, right? Yes.
2: It's an EPK. They're making Medellin. Billy Walsh is like the auteur director of Entourage. Who looks exactly
4: like, like Alex, Alex Ross Perry, may I add
2: sure yeah i think he, he's supposed to sure. like a vincent gallo like uh, like whoever the hot indie director of the arts, 2000s was yeah. yeah but he looks James
4: right. with alex ross perry
2: yeah uh but yeah then he uh so he made like a movie that vince was in in earlier seasons that was like a small indie and he's upgrading to medellin where <laughs> adrian grenier grenier as vince plays pablo escobar <laughs> uh and the great appropriate the casting is that uh the movie gets made. They're like having tro- problems with who gets to see it, who doesn't get to see it. Uh, and finally it gets into Cannes. So the episodes that right. you watch is them not being able to get a flight to Cannes because of like high alert terrorism at the airport.
3: Right. In peak and... early 2000s political commentary on Entourage, <laughs> they really take the uh, terror alert system that the uh, George W. Bush administration put into place to task in that episode. Um, and you show them all. And so. They'll go and yes. them all. So I guess, so let's talk about that episode first. Does anyone have anything from that episode that they would like to talk about specifically? It
2: was great, 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Had a great time watching uh, Johnny Drama Profile People. <laughs> no, right.
3: uh, yeah, friend. so I will say, so, all right, one of the threads of this episode <laughs> is the uh, the woman be shopping thread of this episode, yeah. <laughs> where... Um, sorry. Right, Ari, Ari's wife, who does not really have a name, as, right, in, like, the entire show. Correct. And, like, I guess what is, like, a fun, Maris like, Maris, Maris bit, you know. but except it just Worst, is denying yeah. a woman. Her, it, You're seeing a woman, but she is just there to nag and not to have any other in, in, individual identity other than that. And so she is, like, going back, and Ari is, like, going back and forth about whether she will be allowed to go to Can with them. Well,
2: because he... he at first invited her then she wasn't able to go so she's mad at him cuz he's still going and not taking her and then it is like flip flopping back and forth between him not taking her or trying to take her right. and him not taking his assistant Lloyd right uh, who also I, he promised he would let him go right
3: and uh, she can, uh, right and she keeps being like mad at him for reasons that he like cannot understand like what she's actually mad about because women broads. right um, right, yeah. And she's also, like, at the same time going on this, like, massive shopping spree at the mall and, like, buying expensive things with his credit card, whatever, because... God, women. this is so bad. It's <laughs> awful. It gets worse, baby. <laughs> uh, right. So that's, like, one thread of the thing. And then eventually he, like, patches things up by being, like, you're not going, but I want you to go. And she's like, that's the right answer! And then, like, that's... I mean,
1: to be clear, Why I think that... The, the, the specific thing is that I think... He admitted that the reason he didn't want her to go is because he wanted to spend time with the boys because he felt old, and then she was like, "Oh, you're being honest with me. That's all I ever wanted." Right? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) A Uh, Bed uh, full of like Prada belts or whatever. Right, and she's (laughs) like, "Yeah,
3: thank you for all these expensive things." And he's like, "Tell me how much you spent." And she's like, "No." And then he's like, "All right." Yeah,
4: and then the signpost. Exactly.
2: Lloyd Lloyd eventually gets. to go on vacation with his boyfriend
4: right um, at the expense of like i would like to say 23 homophobic jokes in that episode alone bare oh minimum 23.
3: it's real bad i mean i get like and i am remember like i guess this was at the time thought of as like a progressive like <laughs> hey we have like a gay character like well, who's like in the show more than one episode i think like,
2: like the devil's advocate stance is that they're like skewering these people <laughs> right Like that's i mean Doug yes. Ellen but they're not this is hilarious. Like, exactly
3: <laughs> right that's the thing like it's they they do like entourage i think is always skated by on the depiction versus endorsement sort of well, whatever say, like
2: comedy writers like right King gary and, charles like, uh, yeah, Larry Charles, like, of right. seasons. But at a
3: certain point, it's like, what is the joke? Like, like, yeah. yeah right, exactly. And it's like, yeah. Um, are there any other important plot lines in well, this? I guess so, I there's all the, the celebrity cameos, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, wait, I just wanted to
1: clarify that the, the answer to what is the joke is, 60% of the time, it's either Johnny Drum or Turtle or Horny. <laughs> yeah. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it sinks. That's when the show, I'm like, give me more, give me
2: more. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so the the third plot or one of the other plot lines is uh, Vince and Billy Walsh are working together on a new script because they're sure that Medine's gonna right. be – right. They want
3: They want to have something ready to go once like they like are hot off the success of Medine
2: uh, and something to
3: sell at the can market. Exactly,
2: right. a virtual can hot package maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, it wouldn't have been
3: virtual. Uh, it, was, oh, it, so. it would it's have a been very really real can hot package.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Johnny uh, Drama was the original can hot <laughs> <time>. <laughs> walking around in a Panama hat and a bowling shirt uh, oh, on the beaches of can um, oh my but
2: God, this so the Ferris uh, um is like dating we didn't watch the episodes before it it's been a while since i've seen it uh, i've also seen every episode of Entourage multiple times um the uh, Eric is uh Anna Faris is, like, pseudo-manager. Like, I think she's Neighbors with Vince because they buy a new house this season. Um, and he's trying to convince her to do the movie with Billy and Vince, even though she doesn't understand the script because it's badly written. It's written high He's an
4: individual, man. Yeah. Right.
3: I mean, this is the one... Yeah, I guess, like, the show knows that the art they're making is bad, I yes. guess. is like That is, like, text in the show. So I, like, I guess... Like the bare minimum of credit for that. I'm, I'm gonna say, like...
1: I'm gonna say, film Twitter would love
4: Billy Walsh. Oh yeah, Billy Walsh. Uh, he would be he a rec- he would be a reclaimed genius. <laughs> right, exactly. Vulgar all shouting slurs. <laughs>
2: Billy Walsh would be like MVP of the series, I think, if he wasn't saying slurs constantly. Mm. Um, he is Queens Boomer. He says like. Yeah, he's yeah. like, my yeah. favorite movies are Scary Movie and, like, Unshawn Andalu or something. <laughs> I'm a
4: cinephile,
2: Anna. Yeah, he's like, right. oh, I've seen Lost in Translation 20 times, but I've also seen Just Friends 20 times.
3: <laughs> right. And she, at one point, she's like, are you making fun of me for being in Scary Movie? And he's like, no. And then she's, she's like,
4: whatever. I thought you'd like Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer and Blue Velvet. I've seen those 20 times. hey. I'm a, I'm a cinephile, Anna. Hey, bada bing, bada boom. He's not
2: twice but We might as well be. Uh, right. Eventually, she doesn't do it and severs ties with E because they're all scumbags. <laughs> uh, right, as is Justin. Right. The third plot line is uh, they can't get this flight out. They're supposed to fly to Cannes and right. then get pushed back because of this high alert. And Turtle and Johnny drama are stuck in the airport and right uh, at one
3: tur- point they like all go back to the house and like there's like a weird like appetizer spread yes while God, they're like mixed, what do we do
2: makes crudite for everybody right <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but they're like scared turtle's afraid of terrorists and is like happy that he sees nuns but right like,
3: they do racially profile a man in a <laughs> turban at one point yeah.
4: it's um, not good <laughs>
2: But then Johnny Drama also takes to the Mark Wahlberg stance where he's like, if, any, if there's going to be terrorists on this plane, I need to be on it also so I can stop them, which is like almost too meta. Yeah.
3: So they they try to get a private plane, okay. and then They're gonna they are going to hitch with Sidney Pollack. Right. Eventually it ends where they call Sidney Pollack. He's like, I'd really like to meet Vince.
4: A year before yes, he like, died <laughs> when I had. That's right. right. See, by, I, I, the same year he was in Michael Clayton? I believe so actually yeah actually um, this episode came out in right. September 07. Michael Clayton was the following month
3: right Crazy. so they show him like in a, like an editing room or whatever yeah, in the scenes Um, he's I think he's gives a pretty okay performance in the episode he's not Hollings Taylor like right. any
4: for it but <laughs> the same time it's like, dad, right, like yeah. oh did you know that he was a Duntero Sidney Pollock he's a great director mm-hmm. that's to give right. a grab to us. Right, and eventually he's like, I can
3: like I can let like four people on my plane with me or whatever, and then so they all ride on Sydney Pollock's
4: plane.
2: I mean, well, that no, was, that was no, the they plan. don't, or no, they right. they can't because they can't leave a boy behind. So they all band right. together, and then right. Kanye West comes in and he knows Turtle. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Hey, that's up, right. Turtle? It's the hey. very tight. <laughs> right, And uh, God, he lets them on his jumbo jet that he's taking to London, and they're gonna stop off in Cannes and right. they listen to good, uh, good it does lyrics.
3: take some convincing to get Kanye to stop off in Cannes yeah. but then like someone in on Kanye's entourage is like I know everybody, everybody in
1: Cannes famed, famed like hip hop like uh, fashion maker Don C is the guy who convinces cause he's like who do we know in Cannes and he goes Everybody's everybody yeah. <laughs> the person known for just putting <laughs> logos on shorts and charging $400 for <laughs> so <laughs>
2: And they get yeah. on the plane uh kanye does right. a pretty good bit uh right where he pretends
3: Jack. that he's gonna pilot the plane <laughs> and everyone starts to freak out and then he's like ah, i'm just kidding and then um, you're like
1: yeah I'm, I'm just kidding you think i'm
2: crazy <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> weird yeah this uh, we did watch it but like uh, three days ago before kanye west is going on his tear um I think
3: he's been. In I mean, a m- but right.
2: the more recent one. Uh,
3: <laughs> sure, we we don't need to comment too much on what Kanye is doing publicly right now. Um,
2: I thought that yeah. was going to take half an hour. They end up going to Cannes. Everything works out. They live a right. good life, and the episode ends.
3: <laughs> right. So they've made it to Can, setting us up for the season finale, the Can Kids. Oh, Any boy, does anyone else now. have anything about to say about the first episode? No. F- no, it's bad.
1: I mean, it's like it's like we obviously we we gonna talk about we were gonna talk about them for this podcast, and I expected both of the episodes to be set at Cannes. In this right. one, just said it just how about how hard it is to
4: kind of get at can right? Like, but that's the entourage sort of, thing of every single episode is like a science where it's like first act the problem is established, second act how do they figure it out everything seems lost and then Kanye West comes on board to solve the problem right exactly so, the celebrity, celebrity cameo
3: solves out. everything
2: yeah. Dante Basco as a sneaker salesman is just like you can have him turtle we love you and the episode where he's trying to find his sneakers <laughs> oh that right. episode oh, my god as
3: always the biggest problem solver is just fame like exactly. being famous is like the biggest problem solver but, you know
2: maybe way. this episode if we look a little deeper how nope. hard is it really to get into can? you know first time <laughs> filmmakers it could be uh, such a struggle
4: this has to be referenced something right. on Tales, I think. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things
1: where they never clarify whether they're in competition <laughs> or what sort of. Right. They, they, the, they get the a sh- press. Con- they get a press conference, so you assume they right. le- They they're like, at the very least, a high pro- profile right. out of comp premiere. Yeah,
3: I do. This is a good transition into talking more about the, the finale episode because the the show entourage like the the way that the level of interest that it has in the actual mechanics of how can works is like i think both like like it has like this like in like there are this these very specific details of like you know how the deals are made and all that mm-hmm. stuff but then there's also just the general like and then like movies are shown whatever so it's like it's definitely like commerce over Art right and they're interested right. in the market right.
0: in the hot rich in the hot packages they're not interested in the actual well, but if right. dean yeah. was
4: in competition it was up in a very very strong year the winner that year was four months three weeks and two days the Romanian film an absolutely tremendous right. movie yeah, of no country for all men percy pulle we own the night zodiac uh Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Uh, and my blueberry nice, just this incredibly, incredibly strong year. Who was who the jury president in in 2007? It was uh, Stephen Frears. You, you oh, think he, Stephen Frears would have 100%. loved Melly?
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh,
4: also on the panel was Tony Collette, uh, Sarah Polly, uh, Marco Balciolo, Maggie Chong. Yeah, so
2: yeah, so they weren't
4: into it. No,
2: Stephen, okay. Frears was uh, it. <laughs> Stephen Frears made that Lance Armstrong movie that feels like an Entourage movie. <laughs> <laughs> In any case would be in the program or whatever it's called.
3: <laughs> right? Yeah. Um,
0: I think it's in Director's Fortnite. That is my feeling.
1: So yeah. we will
4: be up against Director's Fortnite. Where would it be?
1: How often a Director's Fortnite movie is getting like thirty-five million dollar pa- like sale packages? Exactly. Uh, it will be up against uh, well,
4: Garage uh, Lenny uh, well. Abrahamson's big breakout movie.
2: Right. Which they that. get $1, it's sold for, Emilio. You got to remember. Harvey Weingard right. stepped in.
3: <laughs> so, okay. So, we got to talk about Harvey Weingarten. Oh, Molly. So, in this what do you episode.
4: No cool question. Thank well, you this, is the, this Weingard, is the thing. This is the thing.
3: No. <laughs> Cullen, we have so much to talk about with this, okay? Don't rush through it. So, they're at Can. They're like. Ari is trying to like make moves to get him a big deal. They like there's like this like outsider like Middle Eastern guy who I forget his name who is like prepared to like he's just like is like a rich like oil guy right and he's just like I'll give you whatever million whatever for it and not so not in any way
1: shape or form a stereotype. Oh God, no, right, yeah. exactly, no. And offers him four Rolex watches.
3: Right, he like gives up. He's like all about like ostentatious wealth or whatever, and he to like to right. Up
2: women to turtle. <laughs>
3: and he's like trying to buy like credibility in the film yes. world so he's like i will give you whatever name a million dollar amount and i will give it to you and he's
2: going movie. through nicky rubenstein played by uh, right adam goldberg who who is on is house pro- arrest
3: for reasons that I, the episode cocaine, does not make clear right uh, cocaine, sure uh, and I, uh, I he's think got he like,
2: was a producer on medi and
3: right and he's got like two prostitutes hanging out with him and yes. they're sex workers at sex workers. House, whatever yeah. Right. Yes. Um, So so but so they have that. But they but the uh, Billy Walsh and and um, and uh, Vince are like, this movie could win Oscars. Like we want like a real distributor who like knows how to campaign. And so they can't have
0: broad green picking up. Right.
3: Um, So they start to make moves to try to get Constance Zimmer, who works for Harvey. Or she no. works for someone else. No,
2: she
0: works for someone else. Warner Brothers. does not she work for like Universal or, or something? Warner Brothers. Yeah, Warner Dana Wolf. Is that the
2: character's name?
3: I f- yeah, but the, so they start like floating to her that like they have an offer on the table to try to get she her used to, to work with Ari. Make an they
2: offer. have a past history, right?
3: Um, and so so that starts happening, and then also Harvey, the Harvey Weinstein analog, whose name minute. is Har- what. <laughs>
2: Is that Harvey White? <laughs> <laughs> Whose oh, name is Harvey. I thought it was right.
3: Well, yeah. except then, so, right. And so they like try to make like Constance Zimmer think that like he's the one who like has an offer on the table with them or whatever. And like eventually she like makes an offer and it's for less and they have to like weigh it or whatever. And then Adam Goldberg's like, guess what? I sold it to the rich guy. Um, but later they're talking to Harvey or they're talking about Harvey. And they explicitly reference Shakespeare in love.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> R- and this is,
3: is not... The character is not Harvey Weinstein. No. It's like they, they like... Le- he is legally distinct from Harvey Weinstein. Like, He's but- also in the Sundance
2: episode. He gets super angry when they sort of shyster him out of a deal. Right.
3: <laughs> right. But, so, but they have... They are taking so little... Like care to l- make him legally distinct from Harvey Weinstein? That they have literally like said that he is the one who like made Shakespeare in Love.
4: Five happen. letters are
2: changed. That's how different <laughs> right. the name is. <laughs> it's the late Mari Shaken playing Harvey Weingart <laughs> yeah. Right. It's so
3: bizarre. Um, and so at basically, yeah. Right. I mean, the most important plotline of right. the
2: episode is Johnny Drama <laughs> booked his own hotel <laughs> at oh, <campus> oh, <laughs> because he wants to distance himself from his brother's fame as much as possible. And they don't have a hotel room for him. So he's just sort of wandering the beach. Right. Uh, and Johnny is, Drama
3: is very famous in France because oh yeah, his TV show.
2: Viking Quest. Right. He was Torvald. Right. He yells victory.
4: Right. Um, Which is the last line right. of the Entourage movie. Where he wins the that's Golden Globe, insane. I know. and in the <laughs> what I love about Ostrich is it's it so inside baseball on like Hollywood award seasons and deals that I kind as I don't know that kind of thing. Oh, that's, that's the main the appeal of to me. He wins the Golden Globe, and it's stated that uh, he's nominated for an Oscar as well. So in this film's universe, this one with the 2015 Oscars, so the Mad um, Max Oscars. So you would have had Johnny Drama up against Mark Rylance, Mark Ruffalo, Susie Stallone, and I can't remember the fourth nominee for 2015. But it's just insane to think that Entourage, like basically Vincent Chase's Vanity Project will be up against Mad Max Mm -hmm. and Brooklyn and Spotlight at the 2016 Oscars.
1: Wow. Yeah.
4: He's a talented actor. But is right.
2: it also the movie that he's in? It's like a weird sci-fi action movie. It's like
4: it's like a um, high-tech Jekyll and Hyde. It's just called Pie. Yes, it's... And Calvin Harris is in for some reason.
2: That's yeah, right. the movies that um, uh, the Oscars plumb on Yeah. But yes, the episode is mostly them trying to sell this movie. Uh, right. The and then there's habits.
3: also the... Yeah, right.
2: And everyone hates it because it's just like slow-mo shots of chickens flying in the air and yeah. Vince it lo- in a bad it, fat I suit. I mean, it
3: looks real bad. Like, it is literally just a few, like, slow-mo shots of, like... He's
2: and, in a and, bad fat suit as Paul right. Escobar. And Vince is, like, cracking up as he watches it. Uh, great joke when Ari falls asleep and he wakes up and he just goes, I loved it. Right. <laughs> There's also a great joke. <laughs> great, great joke There's another great quotes. joke I do want to mention where they're talking about the beach. And uh, uh, Johnny Drum was like, "What do they call that water here?" And Turtle just goes, "Perrier." <laughs> <laughs> so good. Great jokes brought. with Cullen. <laughs> right. True. Yeah, I mean, I'll put my name on that. That's, just, that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, right. Everyone and boos the movie. It sucks. Uh, Billy Walsh jumps on stage <laughs> and is yelling obscenities. Tell him to give some respect to the below-the-line people and the rich person that bought the movie said that they never made a contract so harvey weingard swoops in and offers to buy it for one dollar
3: right which they have to accept because no one else is going to do it and that's when they bring up like oh like he'll get like his editing hands all over it and turn it into a good movie yeah. which like mm, it yeah
1: it, yeah, and also like what a skewed version of like harvey weinstein's influence right That he yeah, also, he, he companies to make them <laughs> yeah. better
3: right exactly
2: <laughs> he uh but then the, the episode ends, as Mike was saying, with the triumphant entourage. Uh, Johnny Drama was not able to get a hotel room that was to his standards. So him and his right uh, and
3: well, it, he had and he also like he met like a specific French girl on a boat who he like made out with and is like, you're the one I'm gonna like be with this weekend uh and even though he's like incredibly famous in france or whatever and so they go to this room he like leaves her behind in the room to try to get the room better and then he makes too much of a scene so they kick him out and then he spends the rest of the time whining about how he can't find this girl again and then eventually they reconnect
2: yeah he doesn't go to the premiere to instead have sex with her on the beach right Uh, for three hours it ends yeah, everyone's watching right. them. <laughs> and
3: there's in a, a crowd watching them make love on the beach. As he's like, wearing
2: the biggest pair of boxers I've ever seen. They're made by Jinka. Right. They're so huge. And, like, and, they
3: don't <laughs> notice that there's an enormous crowd watching them until the rest of the Entourage boys, like, like pull up and start, like, wooing so at like, him.
2: Baby bro, how'd the movie go? And it went great. And then the episode and the season ends.
3: Right. That's end of, end of arc of, for that. Um,
2: yeah.
4: It's a Entourage, fitting end,
2: up, say. It's great popcorn television. It's so easy to watch.
4: <laughs> it's great to watch all eight seasons of it in um, two weeks. Right. Yeah,
2: I mean, that's I, a, we yeah. Didn't, we didn't get into it. I had a very similar experience with Entourage, where I watched it like all over like the summer before ninth grade. But it, um,
3: <laughs> yeah, I have only seen like this is like these were like the third and fourth en- episodes of Entourage I've ever seen, or maybe like maybe it's less than 10 certainly episodes of entourage i've seen well, yeah. um it's not yeah. a good show but i do think yeah i I get how it is watchable i think the episodes are like you know it's like it, it's like junk food candy like yes. structure where it's like
1: i think i think the second one is like for what it's being i think it's like not terrible i mean it obviously has horrible moments but yes. it's like right and the first uh, but, episode but it's like, that we watched... Just, like, construction-wise, I think <laughs> it's, like, fine. and I think it has fine ideas. The first one is kind of, like, nothing. Yeah, that's, like, yeah. what they're like. <laughs> we, we, we didn't well, talk about, like, the end how the ending of the first of the episode... It's, like, like one of the main storylines is Anna is trying to, like them trying to convince Anna Faris to do the movie, and then at the end, she's just like, nah. And then you think it's going to become a big conflict for E because E told her not to do it, and then they just tell Billy Watch and Billy Watch, it's like, well, whatever, I didn't want her anyway. After, like spending like three days trying to convince her.
4: Like, that's the way the show treats women. It's just, they're disposable. Right.
2: Exactly.
3: Yeah, and I mean, I guess Anna Faris playing herself is like at a somewhat interesting point in her career. She like... There was a period of time where people were like Anna is gonna, like gonna blow up at some point And I feel like Entourage was like just before That yeah, and like, then pre, it sort of what's Never number? Right, mm. And it sort of never really happened She like did the house bunny She had like a couple of starring vehicles Now she's on Mom uh, And she has a podcast right. Uh, and Mom is a good show. Um, our I've rival seen podcast. right, yes, and a rifle podcast. Anna Faris is unqualified. Um, is it uh, crazy
2: to think that we're on the same exact level of her career-wise? Yeah,
3: totally. Where's our Eric um, Murphy,
4: huh? Exactly. Right.
3: I mean, yeah, and like, I mean, I like Anna Faris. Like, she's the, she's the scary. Some scary movies have good moments in them uh, that she is sometimes a part of. Um, Very, yeah. I, Right, and yeah, uh, if, I, yeah. If
1: you want to co- qualify that a bit more, put that on the poster. Sure,
3: right, <laughs> right. She, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she was. There was a time in her career where playing herself for a multi-episode arc on Entourage was like a great career move for her, uh, which does result in what we tweeted out earlier this week on our Twitter, uh, which was the uh, special guest star credits on this episode of Entourage, which were. It was what was the order? It was it's I like believe anna it Ferris, was like um, Anna
1: Ferris, Sydney Pollock, Kanye West.
3: <laughs> it was I think it was sydney Pollock, Kanye West, and anna Ferris. Ah, <laughs> yeah, so. Yes. Um which, you know, what a credit block. The early two thousands folks. And then I
1: I've
2: listened to that podcast. I mean yeah. Yeah. I just I to do a quick fit check for both episodes of Entourage. <laughs> Turtle um, is, uh, wearing terrible hats and shirts.
1: Yeah, turtle look. I mean, I'll give them, I'll say this for 2007, that was appropriate. I mean, if, if it, if it for sure it does not hold up. I'll yeah,
2: say. Jerry Ferrara Whoa. at Cannes dressed like Farnsworth Bentley with like a sweater vest on. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, um,. The Johnny Drama suit that he has sex in is crazy. <laughs> so it's like a weird vest thing. His use of Panama hats. Ari yeah. wears some like buttonless polos. Yeah,
2: it's like a turtleneck that's cut into a V, but it's also a polo. Uh, I think Vince wears like baby boot, baby blue sneakers with his suit at the premiere. Right. True I, oh, and
3: yeah, and I guess one other thing we should say is like. The second episode is, like, shot at Cannes. Like, they went yes. to Cannes. There's a buoy movie
4: billboard outside. No. Yeah.
3: Um, and it's, <laughs> like, and so, like, that is, like, the level of commitment that they do have. And, like, I guess maybe world. our closing thoughts should be, like, what does this tell us about, like, our the film festival world and, like, the Cannes Film Festival? And I well, guess it is just, you I mean,
1: I I again, I think, like, for that second episode, I think it's, like... For people in their position, I think it's it's probably a pretty accurate right. and honest portrayal of what that is like, which is just like going around, making deals, partying. Like right. The content of your actual movie is maybe like secondary to whatever is happening. Right. So obviously Vinny Chase cares about yeah. it, he, it, uh, it right right loses it is, five million dollars on it. Right. Yeah.
3: It is painfully clear how much of it is like, yeah, just like this like commercial and like party like Priority as opposed to, like, having any, like, artistic integrity um, over that. Which I guess is appropriate for
4: entourage. Is this the closest any of the principal actors have ever gotten to a since the episode was filmed? It's not. No? Enlighten me. Gotti. Huh? Gotti. Gotti. Gotti premiered at Cannes. <laughs> Directed by known terrible person
0: Kevin Connelly.
3: Not in And Can. you know what
0: I'm gonna say? It I'm won't harm door, didn't <laughs> yeah. So... No. I, I previously said I think that Medellin was in director's Fortnite. I mean it changed so Gotti, Gotti did not it was not playing in any section it the it has mark, was no It, la- it was has no Cam laurel. Any, it, it, it was not on the it was not on any part of the lineup. It was a screening. That happened to go on while Can was <laughs> happening. That Terry Frimo also showed up. Right, to. that's
3: the crazy thing is so Terry Frimo was what there.
1: Medellin was no, they but were... Gotti Gotti had like backers, and that's why that happened. Medellin it's like oh, oh weirdly like an indie. It's like a thirty five million dollar American indie movie with yeah. no distribution, which is
2: like Finance a crazy or, like, thing. The stars and the director, <laughs> right. which is like not right. a
1: thing that I think. Like happens, like I, I. What's a what's a real life example of that? Hmm. I guess got I, I guess, guess it's gl-
0: Southland, Tales. It oh, Southland I
5: mean,
0: Tales. I don't think Southland Tales had distribution going into can. It may. Well, have. it was unfinished, right? Like, of <laughs> course, it. <laughs> it was unfinished, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have distribution. I'm
4: trying to think. Who put out Southland Tales again? Was it like STX or some small company like that? Um, it was, it was like Samuel Goldwyn mm, films over Short. here. It was Universal, right?
3: Right. I thought, yeah, I remember the Universal logo in front of it. Um,
4: or okay, it was
0: Samuel Goldwyn films, which still exists, barely involved in some way. But so in the U.S., the main. Uh, the main distributor, it looks like, was uh, Destination Films, which is a no longer extant division of Sony. Oh, so it was run so out of the car park.
4: Features. Got it.
3: Sure. Um, uh,
0: I'm looking at the. Oh, I see. So yeah, they they frequently. It looks like on their sometimes on their slightly they they mostly just released like. Uh, a lot of genre garbage, but sometimes
4: they They released really Salt Lake Tales, which is by acclaim the best film of 2006. <laughs> of Not course. to spoil and the Windows 6 Barry discussion.
0: Sometimes on their very few slightly uh, more prestigious releases, they would team with Samuel Goldwyn films. Okay. Uh, uh, Squid and the Whale probably
4: being right. a big example Samuel like
3: isn't uh, wasn't um, Secret Life of Walter Mitty Samuel Goldwyn I feel like it was
4: I was think it? it was that has Columby written all over it though
3: I've seen I've seen that trailer so many times great trailer Secret Life of Walter Miller great trailer great one of the greatest trailers that had
4: to have played a can right Not like all of competition although I know that was a December yeah, no, release it was the uh, centerpiece uh, of the New York Film Festival uh, I yeah, that's a proper New York Film Festival not Toronto interesting mm-hmm
0: oh there was like no, very vague
4: talks at New York Film Festival there was a very vague inkling of that guy and like some Oscar traction but that was like the 12 years of slave gravity year so that went to nowhere but that's a solid <laughs> movie well, I
3: mean yeah sure
4: Ben Stiller uh, Golden still Director's record? Fortnight uh, Ben Stiller come yeah. on can I kick it I'm sure he has lot to say has Ben Stiller yeah, I would love extensively
2: to ben about Dana Mora
4: has Ben Stiller ever been to Cannes or has he had a film there I think Meet the Parents was being for Palme uh. d'Or I think maybe <laughs> Uh, yeah, nice he
2: to...
0: he
3: was never in one of the
4: yes
0: Meyerowitz uh, stories. So. Oh yeah. yeah, I forget solid he
4: solid does murder. occasionally serious stuff, right? Greenberg,
2: yeah, he yeah. likes Robonduk. Noah. Yeah, exactly.
4: little, little fuckers want the camera. Not uh. I think I one the student regard. you get it mixed up. <laughs>
3: wasn't a, that wasn't Jay Roach's first film? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you saying, Emilio?
4: Did he make Little foggish too? Did he make all? Of oh, look, I don't remember. Might as well have, I myself well directed those movies.
3: Let's look up Jay Roach's filmography. <laughs> <folks>. Oh
4: no! Oh <laughs> We're going. Ah, we're uh, getting very, very dangerously close to having a discussion about bombshell, <laughs> I don't want to have that discussion again. Yeah,
3: no, we're not going to talk about bombshell. Um, okay, <laughs> we Fun we up. had an in. We were talking about Southland Tales. <laughs> we could have easily transition, but no, we had to go off into all these. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about when the shakes the barley. Yeah. Uh, Ken Loach, uh, Can Film Festival. Are we using
0: the Ken Loach game as the transition point? I feel.
1: I guess we got either transition or use it as, like, a we can soft can save it. Can save it. <laughs> right. It's coming
3: Let's at the it. end, folks. There's more Ken Loach game coming your way and you I'm, better I'm, get excited. Don't.
4: Um,
3: So, to that, so, Wind That Shakes the Barley. Mike, take us away.
4: So, Wind That Shakes the Barley won Palme in 2006 and it was seen as somewhat of a watershed moment for Irish cinema. This was ten years before we had two movies nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. We had Brooklyn and Room, which I discussed earlier. Um, it was kind of a coming out moment of sorts or a celebration for um, irish cinema at the time because in the 80s late 80s you had um, jim sheridan breakthrough with my left foot in the 90s you had mm. neil jordan winning original screenplay for the crying game uh so irish cinema kind of had like a little burgeoning industry but i like, can it always somewhat eluded them and then when when shakespeare won in 06 it was just basically irish cinema has arrived and since then um element pictures uh, have become like Yogos Lamentos is a big production company Ed Guiney is one of the big producers in Hollywood and I, I think it's fair to say that Irish cinema would not be the somewhat powerhouse it is today without Wind that shakes the barley and we all owe Ken Loach I think
3: so that's interesting. I yeah. Um, so Ken Loach is English, he is right? English. He's not he's Irish, he's right? Not Irish. So and ha- where where was he at? Like where is this in his career? This is like fairly late, late right? Uh, yeah, this is so before he six.
4: went. Like he won the twice, won Palme d'Or twice. He won a twenty sixteen for I mean, um, it's his
0: first Palme d'Or. But he's been having movies at Cannes right. for like as long as he's been alive. practically yeah, yeah. Yes. right. Like
4: he won for I Daniel Blake, which is an absolutely tremendous film, and I think is maybe the most deserving winner that year. But with the to already winning, and also awesome. we
0: talked about that year. <laughs> yes, right. Well, I we did did talked about that year with David, didn't you? In which
4: was we it? each had to pick
0: uh, like eight different movies, and I don't think a single one of us picked anything right. from
3: I-, we, some oh, I. Some of I Daniel us Blade watched I Daniel Blake and then didn't give it any awards. Um,
2: I think I—I mean, just a brief sort of uh, fork into I Daniel Blake. I'm probably the hottest on it, and I think it's like pretty good. I was like hot on it watching it because like Loach he's so uh i mean i guess didactic in a way that like right if it works for you like it's working for you like yeah. he is good at sort of manipulation in that way um well i read really but i've like
4: what that film covers so well is just the angry austerity that was in uh, two thousand and ten britain so obviously with no offense mm-hmm. to my very racist american hosts and guests um yes i think <laughs> Just it resonates so so well with the British culture at the time. Like I have just recently, I recently did a few weeks in Scotland from um, my study abroad before this whole COVID pandemic happened. I watched uh, I Daniel Blake, and there's another movie that Ken Loach did in twenty twelve. I can't remember it. Hold on. Well, let's Marine save Bugs. the names. Like, sorry, <laughs> right. uh, the yes, Share. we can't we yeah. can't we
3: can't name too many Ken Loach titles.
4: I watched <laughs> The Angel <English laughs> Share, which was also in competition. at can. Just Ken Loach has just been the solid, incredible director for God knows yeah. like fifty yeah, years. Right. I'd like to say, and I think his two wins are well deserved. And win That Shakes is maybe, apart from "Salt and Tales," the very best film at Cannes 2006.
2: Yeah, I um, <laughs> should we just give the general thoughts about it? Uh, yeah I mean I guess yeah the
3: other I guess the other like broader picture question I have about it is like had there been like a lot of other dramatization of this time in Irish history like or was this like a real breakthrough in that front as well
4: sure well um, I can answer that question Um, it's probably the most famous like obviously without getting too political considering this is like a political film um, I would say that um, this film sparked an interest in that period in Irish history that had been still going on in the background, but it brought it up to a whole new level. Like, this film, when the Shakespeare mm-hmm. is shown in schools, I the first time I saw this movie was in school, mm-hmm. and I've seen it many, many times since. Right. And it's played on TV fairly frequently. Uh, you should probably notice the production credits at start. Uh, TV Tree are, like, one of the financiers who are one of the uh, t- uh, TV channels in Ireland, which are now owned by uh, Virgin Media. Um, it's I'd say the film had a quite profound effect on um, Irish society insofar as, like, having a discussion around this time period and mm-hmm. um the, like the second half of the film after the treaty is signed between pro-treaty and anti-treaty it's not as severe today but there's still a certain element of irish culture who still hold on to those views so some people are either Kitty murphy or some people are the brother in terms of their political right. beliefs and that film really showed that in a way that hadn't been shown before so it really right. was a breakthrough in that regard
3: yeah and i think uh, personally like that is the element of the film that like i most responded to like Mm. that that like that scene where they all like watch the the movie that tells them what is in the treaty Mm. and then the scene afterwards where they're like all in right well the church was also great but then the scene in between where it's just all of them talking it out as to like what do they think about this Mm. and like is it a good deal right and like I obviously like i'm not informed about this but my understanding is like the the treaty was si- basically similar to like what like deal like canada has right where it's like that Iri- ireland would have uh was going to be like politically independent but still technically a part of the british empire That's like, exactly what is. It, dominion right. is the term. Uh, yeah right yeah. yeah
1: i it is uh i'll say it's exactly the deal that puerto rico currently has sure <laughs> right yeah
3: um <laughs> you're the cutie uh, murphy then right yeah exactly um uh so right so so that like th- that them in that room talking that out as to like mm. well is this good and art can we accept this or whatever those scenes I think are just so good and like as a way of like just giving a voice to like this is like a complicated issue and a lot of people have like a lot of different like nuanced takes on like it like Kitty Murphy really and uh, well
4: uh, Paul Cunningham have like the exact same like they're, they're on the more like social side of things and then the brother right. is more of what so to, to boil it down um, the the brother that ends up shooting Kenny Murphy spoiler for a 14 year old movie he ended up supporting while we currently have an Ireland today where it's um, the 26 counties and then Northern Ireland is still occupied or, or right. occupied, still part of the uh, United Kingdom
3: right. and
4: that was that was literally what the Irish Civil War was where so this film ends around 1921 1922 but after that was the Irish Civil War which was literally as you described brother versus brother over pro-treaty mm-hmm. or anti-treaty and right. some other films have tackled that but uh, I would love to see Ken Lynch tackle it personally but just getting at the family dynamic was just incredibly effective and I think that's something that Ken Lynch does tremendously well just the, he, he's sort of similar to Jonathan Demi in that respect probably the first time that, that those who have ever been compared but it, in terms of like just the micro Human like condi- basically how humans react on a day to day level to like the world around them. And I think Ken Loach is maybe the greatest director for that. And I am incredibly happy and honored he will tackle a period of my nation's history like that.
2: Yeah. Mm. Uh, I definitely uh, like not as sort of a Ken Loach uh, agnostic, but like I, Daniel Blake, you know, it is didactic in a way that like I f- like, I know Jesse, like. Doesn't I? I don't want to speak and say that you hate it. I know you're not super it's fine. into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, it's like I Daniel
0: Blake is like the the platonic ideal of didacticism, yeah. which is to say, not for me. But like at the very least, that has like excellent performances and remains pretty <laughs> engaging.
2: Yeah. So you or would you say that you prefer I Daniel Blake to this? Vastly. Wow, that's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Do you not like um like war movies in general?
0: Not really. Okay.
2: Cuz that's what that's like fair. I don't I'm not like into it because it's a war movie, but I was like, <laughs> "Oh wow, this is like not a sort of thing I would associate Ken Loge with. It's like these sort of uh battle scenes that are like pretty well shot for someone who is so like austere as like a filmmaker as he is
4: well like he has cited Battle of Algiers as like one of his three favorite films of all time and that influence is so so mm-hmm. apparent in this the ambush scene where they're taking out the um, unit it, that's very very similar to Battle of Algiers, I feel and another film that tackled that another advocate of that film was Paul Greengrass and um, he did two he did a film about Bloody Sunday in Northern Ireland in 2002 mm-hmm. so I think that film Battle of Algier's legacy is somehow weirdly connected with um Irish history, which I think is like a fun like rebuild of like I don't know, kind of thematic thing to pick up on.
2: Yeah. The um the like the scene with uh when they like sort of first get their guns and kill the like English soldiers in the bar mm. was like such like a cold almost Tarantino esque nearly like, yeah you know? yeah it was insane. I was like wow this is nuts that this is happening. And the movie like it starts right away with like It's just, like, going in these, like, sort of, like, battle scenes of, uh, or it's it's when they get sort of taken by the soldiers and they're, like, just being screamed at after they play, after they have the hurling match and they're, like, up against the wall and they end up executing the guy who refuses to speak English it's
4: yeah, but so it's that that really because my name is Michael and uh, his yeah. name is Mihal. Some people do like our current our new Taoiseach is called Mihal Martin. Like he would like to be called like that's his literal name Mihal Martin. But in English that's mm-hmm. Michael Martin. So I could right. go by Mihal or if I wanted to, Mike, Mike Finerty. But uh, that was literally what, what was like back then a hundred years ago, which is it's it's uh, yeah, hard to think insane. about. Yeah. Yeah. And like
2: uh, it's interesting you bring up my left foot because like weirdly the movie that I kept thinking about as watch as I was watching it was Last of the Mohicans. It's it is like somewhat like, similar in terms
4: of like the scenery or the music, like the or... foggy sort of like, um, mm-hmm. like um,
2: I not it's not swampy but it's just like very like woodsy, hilly, hilly. It's like, like Wales. Hilly, yeah. <laughs> that I kept thinking about that, and I was like, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis like is.
4: Want pop out any second? Yeah. <laughs> but like um, I think Kellyanne and Damien O'Donovan and Liam Cunningham are the only real three big names in that cast yeah you know- that was the
2: other thing I was sort of shocked by is because like I did Blake there's like no real celebrities in it mm. in most of his movies like there's a few that I can think of just in like brief research like mm-hmm. he's got one with Adrian Brody yeah. and one with like Francis McDormand and like uh, Brian um, Cox like a pretty set cast but like usually he like never works with actors I was like this is wild that like this movie of his that like, won the palm is like this sort of atypical movie for him from what I could tell with like celebrity in well, and...
0: well so like with I, Daniel Blake I think uh, Haley Squires yes, was yeah. pretty unknown and then Dave Johns I think would be like if he had cast like Andy Daly yeah, he's like that's precisely it yes, yeah like I knew right, who he yes. was
4: before I, Daniel Blake and seeing him he was like what the hell is he doing there oh, he, he was great in that he was fantastic, <laughs> fantastic in it yeah he's great
2: Emilio Andy any thoughts
1: uh, no I thought it was pretty good I think I have similar things to Jesse where it's like me realism like that type of stuff like I don't fully I can't I can't ever fully love a movie like that it's just like the thing but like, I mean the subject material is like very it's like very well thought out I thought this conversation of them talking the scene of like Cillian Murphy having to kill that kid on the hill I think that's a great <sighs> scene. That's that's very, a very very devastating to watch. scene. and it's like oh yeah hints at like the central like just like the issues with the conflict and the types of things you need to get into to like just like obviously like socialist sort of revolutions are born out of a a form of empathy but then the ways that you have to Mm -hmm. sort of erode that empathy to fight for that sort of thing and that's like a very like Good way to depict that, and it's a very tough scene in and Cillian. It's great in a movie. Like Liam Cunningham is also, I think, I,
4: I those two performances I think are excellent. They're giving great performance. Um, Cunningham won a uh, sporting actor at the Irish Film and Television Awards for 06. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just like since it's from its introduction to like all the way to like, that yeah, scene really where they talk movie. about. There's a scene where they talk about a strike in Dublin in 1913. They talk about James Connolly. He was the founder of uh, Irish Labour. So you think of, like, you're probably familiar with the UK election last year. Uh, Irish Labour was born of similar circumstances to uh, UK Labour. So this is basically Ken Loach going back to his old wheelhouse because, of course, he was a big advocate for uh, Jeremy Corbyn. So this that scene could have just been Ken Loach saying... Talk away, lads. <laughs> but yeah. that like yeah. that scene where they're in the prison cell, Killing Murphy and Cunningham are talking about the Dublin lockout, that kind of scene, it just that it's those small little moments I talk about here. That's what elevates this movie from kinda of like a wee little like war movie about the horrors of war to this like I would almost say character study, to be clear. But I think another reason why the film is so accurate was it had hired someone who's a professor at a university called University College of Cork, I believe. I can't get the actual name right now. But the film is literally like historical research within an inch of its life. Like there's still some accusations here to say that one side is portrayed more sympathetically than the other. But considering that it was written by a Scottish person and directed by an English person, it's incredible how well it gets certain nuances down about like, you know, life in Ireland back then. A time where none of us were right. alive. But, you know, from what I've read and I have studied Irish history at university level, it gets it very, very accurate, which I'm incredibly surprised by. And I just Yeah, think, I mean yeah, it's a bit it's like it's even like obviously
1: very politically potent, potent to like this moment where it's like as I hinted to earlier like the thing they fight for like the side that ends up like sort of winning the battle is like called the free states in the movie Yeah, yeah. it's like the Irish free state and like the, the literally the governmental system we have in Puerto Rico is the Estado Libre Asociado which means associated free state so it's like the sort of like parallels you can find between those sorts of struggles to things still going mm-hmm. on and the thing that like yeah, these, these these those are things uh, that I'm thinking about every day these days, and I'm not happy about it, but I am thinking about it. Right.
4: Yeah. Well, that's wonderful that film kind of evokes that response in you because at the time, this film was the most successful Irish independent film of all time up until The Guard in 2011 with Brendan Gleeson. I think. Okay. T- still... John Tudor. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Uh, Finland and Galway, where I'm from. But still, to this day, it's in the top 10 movies in Irish box office history. Uh, we'll play a little game <laughs> later of uh, one are the highest grossing films of all time in Ireland but oh boy. in terms of how it was received in Ireland uh, it won four awards at the IFTA's Irish Film Television Awards could you name, so Kenny Murphy is nominated uh-huh. twice in Best Leading Actor one for Wind That Shakes So Barely what did he win for?
2: Uh, Breakfast Does on he Pluto Correct. Yeah.
4: Pierce Brosnan is nominated for what movie?
3: In 06? mhm Pierce Brosnan.
4: What was Pierce Brosnan doing uh, uh, in 2006? It wasn't James Bond, because Diane no, took over. right.
2: Pierce Brosnan. It's not... No, it's too early for Mamma Mia. Um, what? Two years pfft. early. Is it, it like... Greg Kinnears um, is co star in this. Yes. Um, My boy. The Matador?
4: <laughs> Correct. Uh, Brendan <laughs> Gleeson for Studs. And then the other one, which arguably should have won, is the greatest performance in the second greatest film of all time, from 06. Uh, starring Kevin Smith and Southlight Tales <laughs> um, No No Kevin uh,
2: Irish person Kevin 06. In
4: the movie No 06 A phenomenal movie A, a previous guest of yours Says it's his favorite film ever uh,
2: Previous guest of ours I'm guessing
1: this is The Colin Farrell in Miami Yes it is
4: Wow That's cool <laughs> <laughs> That
2: fucking
4: rolls That's really cool Damn <laughs> Madness. What a
2: lineup! <laughs> <And laughs> <then, laughs> I wasn't in the matador. What a forgettable movie!
4: <laughs> and then in a uh, television, Kieran Hines won for Rome. Liam Cunningham was uh, nominated for some TV thing. And James Nesbitt, another fantastic Northern Irish actor, was in a show called *Murphy's Law*. That Fassbender got his big British breakout in. So this year was kind of a weirdly stacked year in terms yeah. of like yeah. emerging talent. Ruth Nega is in, um, Acts for a lead um. role. Liam Cunningham won supporting actor. Stephen Rea is in there. Just was actually sorry, Ruth Nick was nominated twice in those no six. Actually, that's a really wow. good, strong year. And Sinead Cusack's in there too. Just so the Irish Film Television Awards, we haven't had it for this year so far, it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. But those awards were kind of like a vindication. It's nowhere near what the Cesar is to France or the Baptist are. In fact, most people in Ireland don't even know that there's an IFTA's award. But right. when that shakes the bar, does it get televised? It is televised, but okay. it's not live pointedly, it's like the highlights a uh, week later. Sure and right. the it's kicker like of this is or something. <laughs> and then the kicker of this was the most successful film from this year was once was only nominated in music
3: oh wow
4: so like this That's is a crazy. film that goes on to win best original song in a big upset over right. Enchanted Only gets one. Nom- yeah. it actually loses best music to a film called The Tiger's Tale with Brenda it's a film with Brenda Gleason. so sometimes um, we get it wrong too <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. Is Brendan Gleeson, like in sixty percent of Irish cinema.
4: <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. He's essentially, I'm trying to think. He's like the udo Kier of Irish cinema. Like, if you if you give him a script, he will show up. And I think he is. Sure. I'm going on the record. Our greatest living actor of any country. <laughs> I mean, he's great. He's he like, real. He's so the best. Pretty, pretty. One of my inspirations. Uh, he what, used to be a teacher, actually. But nice. could you tell me the five nominees for best international film after there's in '06? That's right. I have my own games to play. Jesus.
3: International film, so this is based any movie not, not
2: made not in a, Ireland. Correct. So what won the Oscar that year? 06 The Depart. This is this is
4: international. Departure was in there. Correct.
2: Um, That's, how many American I movie's, movies are? That movie's
1: That movie's, bas- that movie's basically Irish. <laughs> how may, I mean, how they, many? How many American movies? They play like the. They play the Dropkick they, Murphy. Movie. Hell yeah! Right. The winner was
4: a screenplay winner. <laughs> is it so, pant Labyrinth? It is not.
1: Is.
0: Not. is a screed, does Little Miss Sunshine win? Yes, it did, and
4: it won Best win. International wow. Film. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, are they uh, all good? Another, nom- uh, another nominee was another nominee for Palm Door, a, direct- a movie that is discussed very much at this podcast.
2: Oh, Southland Tales.
4: Uh, sadly not. If I had the choice, <laughs> of the one went in there.
0: Yeah. 2006. There? Are we talking Volvaire? Well, we're not talking, Volver. Are
1: we talking Are we talking Babel? We are
4: oh boy babble sure Uh, that's gonna be a fun episode (laughs) don't bring back for that one you might get banned off (laughs) iTunes um another nominee was the big British film of 2006
2: oh uh, uh uh The Queen
4: <laughs> As if we nominate that? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I <couldn't> <laughs> that. Yeah. The, Actually, the lesson to fair, of to be fair, right. Helen Mirren did win Best International Actress for their for the, the Queen, Sheesh. so I take that back. Good movie. It, it would be very yeah. funny
3: if, like, at the <laughs> end of the win that shapes the barley, like a title card came up and it's like, and that's why we should never nominate anything about the monarchy, the British monarchy. <laughs> yeah. um,
4: the King's Speech got shut out. Let me tell you. um Jesus the big british they, move from 06 from a financial standpoint they, the big british move from 06 it, it, the, the, big the lead role has a tangential irish connection in that the it succeeded an irish person in the role 2006
3: big succeeded british. an irish person oh is it uh casino royale
4: yes it is wow the, the, the departed is another one and then the final film an international film Directed by a British director, I have mentioned them within the last ten minutes. Uh, based on true event, is it United ninety three? Yes. Oh,
3: yeah, yes. Sure, that's a that's a lineup. I'd watch know, that. Yeah. That's a fun marathon. Lineup.
4: But yeah, the Iftis yeah. aren't really taken as seriously as like um, everything else. And um, you you've probably seen normal people during lockdown, like the rest of the world. There was controversy there last week that. Uh, that the two, like, it was a Mascul and Daisy Jones aren't eligible for acting because they were missed the deadline and no one had told them that the deadline had been changed because of COVID. So it's it's going to be this really absurd situation where it could be nominated for Bafta. It's eligible for the Baftas and the Emmys, but it's not nominate not eligible for the Irish awards. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, um, did we want to do
2: any more on when that takes the barley?
3: Yeah, I guess we we did mention briefly. I do want to spend a second on that church scene because yeah. oh, yeah. we mentioned it briefly. Cause it's so good. So it's like it's a scene intense. where, yeah, like I don't the know who, that, who the guy the is. guy who plays the priest is. Yeah, yeah, he's
4: like one of our great city doctors.
3: Right. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's so movie. good. Yeah. So he's like stand. He's, like, he's giving his like homily or whatever, and he's going on about like how the church has, like, decided that they need to, like, accept this deal, and then mm-hmm. like, and and C- Killian Murphy can't contain himself and starts, like, shouting up at him in the it's middle awesome. of mass yeah. and, like, eventually, like, leads to, like, a bunch of people getting up and walking out. It's so riveting and dynamic. It's so... And, like, th- it's just, like... I, I don't know. I mean I grew up Catholic like I you know all that like I have a lot of like feelings about like the mass and stuff and like that is like you would never like no one would ever do that like and it's like so it's so like very clearly like like, it really demonstrates well how deep the, like, division goes and how it, like, is infecting, like, every aspect of life, oh, um, okay. including, uh,
2: you know, the Mass, which was
4: such a, is still, not as much now, but still is a pretty essential part of life for most people here. Right. So that that's, so, it's strange that, like, again, that the screenwriter was Scottish and he got this one nuance of Irish society down to, like, down to a T, practically. Yeah. yeah. It's when he's,
2: like, a... walking out and he's, like, and, of course, the Catholic Church, like, always sides with the money. It's like, yeah,
4: I right. yeah. I know, Todd, what a line. It's like two what popes. It's yeah. like Pope Francis and two popes.
2: <laughs> there's also, I mean, you talked about it briefly, the scene where they're pulling out the brother's fingernails is just so intense. Oh, yeah.
4: Just the sound brutal. design is really good there. You hear, the, you hear the pop. And it's crazy. Like,
2: I'm guessing it might be a budget thing, or maybe it's a stylistic choice on Luchus' part, that, like, there is a lot of death, but there's, like, rarely ever, like, blood. Like, people are getting shot, and it's just like a stage fault for the most part, except for yeah. like Cunningham's death, yeah. like when they sort of close I mean, up on him. Um, I will
1: say they're getting shot with like 1920s guns. So it's listen, like- yeah.
2: Some of our great minds have said.
3: <laughs> em- Emilio thinks he could take any one of those guns. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> Pre
2: 1900, you can dodge or outrun any bullet. Uh, not on
3: record, so <laughs> yes, check. Check Cullen's Twitter for that tweet.
2: But yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely better, or it's better. I definitely prefer it to uh, I, Daniel Blake, where, like, I, Daniel Blake is doing this sort of, like, hyper-realist thing of, like, uh, sort of just, like, depressing Brazil of this, like, uh, you know, hierarchy of getting this paperwork done. And uh, this is, like, a much more compelling, like, story of this. Revolutionary I just watched Battleship Potemkin like the nice. yesterday and I watched it today and it's like similar themes in a way but uh yeah I definitely I mean yeah uh, I'm going to You my, watched my Battleship Potemkin, Potemkin yesterday? Yeah, I did the <laughs> Augie challenge everybody. <laughs> watched four international movies. We don't
3: Battleship need to get Potemkin into this right also now. Just
2: fucking rules so.
4: Good movie. Sure. Hot take, yeah. Potemkin It's very good. Uh, yeah, it was so I uh, in the UK for like 25 years um <laughs> Because That's they a said it would awesome. inspire an uprising.
3: Yeah, um, yeah. I guess yeah. For my closing thoughts, I win the Shakespeare. Yeah, I I really liked it a lot. I liked it more than our Daniel Blake. I liked it more than Southland Tales. I think it's the best uh, K M two thousand and six movie we have talked about so far. Um, and it is yeah. I think I think it does. It, you know I'm not as into the war movies stuff and I think like it does like the first half I think is like a little bit tougher for me to like find stuff to to really celebrate but I think it does really handle that turn into like the what is like the broader questions that it's trying to dig into so well in that second half and I think it's really worth uh, investing in for that stuff
1: yeah it's good someday I'll watch another Ken Loach movie I did not watch I Daniel Blake so this is the only one right. I've watched so it, it was like it, it was pretty good like I, I've said on the past I'm a fan about <laughs> I'm a fan of movies about terrorism so I like to right. enjoy this movie well, everybody watch Carlos <laughs>
2: <laughs> that played can, right Carlos yeah, yeah. I, I think it was
0: at a competition we
2: should do that <laughs>
0: I don't remember which cut it was it might have been the movie cut
2: yeah, you, you
1: all need to watch five hours worth of Carlos for next week. Next uh, week, <laughs> I play uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, but no, When the Shakes of <laughs> good movie. Colin, yeah. do you want to... Play, I mean, should yeah, we, we play the it. Ken Loach game now? Ken Loach game 2.
2: So, uh, you know, do you, you want to introduce uh, it for anybody who had not Yeah, I was going to say, Eagle-Eyed listeners might remember uh, on our great Eagle-Eyed Eagle listeners? listeners. So, don't interrupt me, please. Let me <laughs> <once>. <laughs> I say my piece? <laughs> um, uh, our great episode Can with I Peter, finish? where we talked about uh, his experience doing the three days in Cannes. We played the Ken Loach game. Uh, where I say either the title of a Ken Loach movie or oh. my first thought sort of association as a fake title. Mike, you might be primed to sweep this game. Cullen suggested,
3: yeah, before before Mike got on, Cullen suggested maybe we play the remaining three hosts versus Mike Wait, and yeah, so- I, mean,
2: <laughs> I just think yeah So
0: you want us to put our heads together I, w- I yeah. would like still to come to win. a
2: consensus And give your answer And then I'm sure Mike will just know whether or not it's fake or real <laughs> So Yeah uh, I mean, okay.
1: to, to just like introduce it slightly further, it's like this was mostly a game based on like just all of his movie titles oh, yeah. or just like like short pith, pithy phrases that are just I mean, like, yeah, like, when the well, chicks well, the barley, welcome to the bakery. Oh right, yeah. because <laughs> <laughs> right, that is one of yeah. 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 I don't
2: know, I don't know. Tip tip of the hat, tip of the cap. (laughs) The one uh, that I picked as a I'm not gonna do this, but this is what sort of level I'm doing was for I Daniel Blake. My alt was C Thomas Howell. Um, um,
1: C Robert Cargo. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, How many you got?
3: How many you got for us today, Cullen? We don't have a lot. Uh, cause okay. I
2: did forget about it for a little bit. <laughs> um, so, and last time we did this we weren't on video, so my face might <laughs> tip my nose. it's like I noir on here. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to get off video? Face. No, no, I'll just uh smile ear to ear the whole time. Um okay,
3: Just think so about how we're all friends. Yes. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> first movie. Is this a Kinloch uh Yeah, is this a Ken Loach movie or some shit that I just made up? A Passing Glance.
3: I think he made it up. That's Mike. I
1: think that's a real it's, movie. It's, that's a real movie. I think it seems too normal. I think he made it up. Jesse What? I
0: agree. I think he made it up.
1: Okay, so we're in agreement that he made it up.
2: The boys beat Mike. It was made up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the 1981 movie Looks and Smiles was the real title <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay. You know what? that's
1: a, that's more work than you usually. You at least like transpose that a bit. Yeah, okay. you, you, most of the ones you did previously, you just literally replaced the words.
2: Well, uh, all right. Uh, um,
4: Here we go. Oh, these
2: are so stupid. <laughs> that sounds very promising. Very promising. That's the appeal. Uh, I forgot about some of these that I just was like, uh, I'll fix these later. Okay. Uh, secret ceremony.
0: That's real. That could be real. That's real. I could conceive
2: of that. That's fake. As far as I know. All right, Mike wins this one. This is. uh, It is not secret ceremony. It was 1990s hidden agenda. Okay. Okay. All right. Next one. Uh, Francis's town. That's fake. That's fake. I think. That's fake. That's fake. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> this was a play, quote-unquote, a play off of Jimmy's Hall. Uh, that's recent
4: enough. That's from 2014, that. which was also in competition at yes. Cannes. I actually of course. interviewed uh, two people who were extras on Jimmy's Hall, and they had experience with Ken Loach. says he was the best director they ever worked with. I mean, obviously it's Ken oh. Loach, but he says he knew everyone in the crew by name and he made a point of like knowing all the extras like by name as well they say that like, Ken Loach is like one of the best directors to work with um, yeah. that seems like a very Ken Loach move a yeah. solid dude all around yeah mm-hmm. mensch as we say yes or um, far um, intoch. to it well there um alright is this a Ken Loach movie
2: or some shit that I just made up motherland I
1: think that's real
2: no that's not a Ken Loach movie
1: I'm gonna say that's real. I don't think it's real. All right, so the I might split. I might be. I let's say it's not real. Wow. All right, this fine. It's not
3: real. Okay, sir,
2: you got me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a play off of the 1986 movie Fatherland. <laughs> 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 Um,
3: <laughs> also um, like there is the possibility that these are the same as last time right because yes, you didn't did check to <laughs> to make sure that <laughs> so some of these might be the same joke yeah, that we'll cullen see. that, that cullen's
2: produced sure. uh, i got a few more that might work um great <laughs> 17 summers
4: that's fake.
2: No, he's that thinking That sounds it's like an Armstrong entre- movie actually. Right, Funny there's one. yeah.
4: There's okay. fake. That's fake. fake. Jesse, I, I 100% fake. nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you went one, the- number with <laughs> listen, one number off, just
3: one number. The bare minimum effort. I <laughs> forgot
2: that I was doing this for a, after I announced that I was doing this. Um, yeah, yeah. You, had a, you had a week to come up <laughs> Listen. I have one more that might work. Um,
3: he's cutting so many, like uh, I mean, for, really for the listener at, at him, home, <laughs> he's just tossing crumpled up pieces of paper behind him as he goes through his desk, just like looking for at the all this. Listening, yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's on a T-shirt. Go back and listen to the previous episode if you scare. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh boy. Okay, last one. Last one for all, all the right. marbles. Um. Pouring gravel.
3: That's fake.
1: It's so so much of a joke that it has to be true. I'm going to go for
2: fake. F for fake.
0: I'm going to say it's fake, but the real one is like... Is
3: dumber. Something to do (laughs) with
2: So it is fake yeah. I guess I should have given you some of the real ones um, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, know, one. uh,
3: you haven't given us <laughs> one real no, one I <laughs> Yeah,
2: forget that was a wrinkle I could have thrown it uh, yeah. uh, so a <laughs> wrinkle <laughs> and not the, the concept
4: <laughs>
5: of the game <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: could just said. Rather, really, he could have just said real titles. And that, I mean, yeah. Maybe. Didn't even have
0: to be one of the ones you had something prepared for. You could have just gone to IMDb.
2: I, <laughs> um, I mean, I have the full list of them. Sure. Uh, Tell us what that was a play on. So pouring gravel was, of course. Uh, a send up of <laughs> 1993's Raining Stones. Uh, some of the ones I didn't use, I have. Where have you been? For Sorry, we miss you. Uh, a Devil's Bargain for the Angel's Share. Uh, for Ladybird, Ladybird, <laughs> Lady I have Mail Dog, but male spelled like. From the post office. <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: um, <laughs> have you considered going into um, comedy, uh, New Faces of Toronto because that's yeah. an incredible bit. We re- we gotta
3: get like we gotta pitch like Fallon Colbert. I, Ke- we gotta get them all on the phone and pitch this game to them
4: <laughs> for
2: uh, the movie Family Life. I have our time, which is just the Carlos Rodriguez movie. Uh, for <laughs> Blackjack, I have White Jack. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> That's obvious.
4: Come on. Yeah. Are you even trying? <laughs> no, uh,
2: for the movie Kess, I just—I don't remember writing this. The, the Owl just, Movie. Well Yeah, I just wrote cool, cool. pig. <laughs> you, you wrote, wrote what? Pig? I just wrote pig. <laughs> um, I, uh, I can see where my brain just like turned off here, but next to his first film. Poor cow, I just wrote The Sad
4: And I, <laughs> <laughs> I did not get an animal To go with it <laughs> so, uh, It's exactly oh how Ken Loach boy. will be honored to hear that yeah, sure. The Sad oh boy. Andy,
2: is Land and Freedom A real Ken Loach movie?
3: Land and Freedom? Uh, Loach, yeah. Yes
2: And you guys just won the Ken Loach game Hey!
3: hey! hey! so excited i
2: feel like the
0: the third uh the third ken loach game does not happen until we can get ken loach to play the ken loach game <laughs>
3: he'd be yeah, too I good mean,
0: at it
2: <laughs> If he can't remember his some of his own movies it will turn incredibly sad
3: right i mean <laughs> I, it would be like that, a major news story <laughs>
2: yeah. um yeah. i believe last time one of the ones i didn't use uh He's got a movie that's like "My Name Is Joe," and I had "My Name Is Earl," so <laughs> you can always tell how much effort I'm putting in. Yes, this. I believe the last time for
1: Ladybug uh, for Ladybird, Lady, you did Ladybug, Ladybug or something like that. Well, yeah,
4: because they call Ladybugs <laughs> right. Ladybird in the UK. What? How would you know that?
2: I used to live in England. What? <laughs> um, uh, no, we
3: can't steal other bits. We, don't, no, no. we <laughs> do, don't have the listener base to survive the attack if we start stealing other podcast bits. There's five of us. We yeah, can
0: take we, them on. As much as every other podcast is that? our rival podcast, we're not ready to start active conflict.
4: <laughs> yes. not
2: start a conflict with any podcast. Well, I, just, I have away. 16
4: pages worth of notes about Mark Maron right here. I just have to throw those away. <laughs> yeah,
1: There's... Like, did you not
4: watch the movie? Like, small
1: people can fight right. in big battles. <laughs> <All> <laughs> yes.
4: Right. Did you not learn anything from "Wind That Shakes the Barley"? Uh, do you not learn like, anything almost, like, from we Otra,
2: Jesse? We don't leave a boy behind, no matter what. <laughs> That's true. Also,
3: Vince is doing the movie.
2: Is he? <laughs> I mean, yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Right. I was gonna say that that was the thematic link between the thing, but they definitely do leave boys behind in the wind that shakes the barley. <laughs> they leave them behind <laughs> the <laughs> dirt. That's a very good uh, description of my country's history. Yeah.
4: yeah. They left them behind in the prison, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, oh, I also did. wanted to say about Wind That Shakes the Barley, the evil guy who they kill with the kid is the bad guy from Speed Racer.
4: He is, yeah! Mm-hmm. So it's crazy to think that this came out two years before Speed Racer, that, ke- that the Wachowskis uh, watched the wind that shakes the barley.
2: And they're like, this guy needs to be our villain.
4: Not Killian the stubby British guy. Exactly. Imagine, yeah. k- imagine Kalia in a Korchalski's um, though. He would absolutely kill it. Which uh, he, could, he, could, well. he could. Yeah, I going to
1: say, He
4: could. He should have so been Racer X. Matthew Fox, get out of here. Yeah,
3: let's let's get Matthew Fox out of out of.
4: Killian Murphy has to be in Cloud Atlas. Like that was like a, such a missed opportunity. I'm not terribly yeah. big in that yeah. movie, yeah. but are we he sure feels he isn't? Like he's in Cloud it, Atlas. That's the true true. Uh, oh, let's go
2: ahead and start wrapping it up. <laughs> yes, please, <laughs> Jesse. If, if there was ever a... uh-huh.
3: and as always, that's the truth. <laughs> <show. Yeah. laughs> that's <laughs> the way it is. <laughs> Jesse,
0: all right, you can follow us. Well, hold on, uh, Mike. Would you like to plug anything?
4: Um, sure. I am currently entertainment editor for Oxygen.ie. E. You can read my work there, and um my socials are mike cjf yeah and simpsons. uh thank, thanks for having me most importantly i think that's the real plug at the end of the day Just, thanks for having me of um, course
2: uh, well, rt welcome. from irish simpsons go. fans it'll be our biggest
4: up yet <laughs> 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 yeah uh no, yes we, thank we, you we so- don't vlog in stuff house uh, we don't vlog in at <laughs> yes. we are not
3: actually asking for that tap. No. <laughs> um yes thank you so much for joining us uh yes. we're we're so excited to be able to continue our very strange arbitrarily chosen can miniseries
2: and we uh with love you talking Taj. yeah that's oh, true yeah
3: we yes there's more taj to come in the future
1: yeah, we need to do that Sundance dance episode at some point. A solemn a solemn promise to next our next This, exactly, yeah, this just, podcast
3: will not end without us having have talked about the Sundance episode of Entourage.
0: <laughs> Jesse? That's right. Alright, you can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It. Just the name of the podcast with no spaces, as many Twitter handers are. Uh You can follow us on Letterboxd by appending the letters O and D as in the last two letters of pod onto that because the P did not fit. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter or Letterboxd at jpglickweber. Weber has two Bs linked to my Twitter as well as uh, a bunch of other stuff in the description.
3: Great, uh, you can find me on all social media platforms that you care to find me on at Andy T Germ. Uh, as always, your open invitation to find a social media network that I that is very obscure that I maybe have grabbed the handle on. Uh, now here is a question.
0: Yeah, will is there a way in which Andy T Germ could lead to you on Facebook?
3: Yeah, it would. There is yeah, because you there was a there was a time period like I feel like like maybe 2000 like 2007 2008 sometime maybe around the time this movie was coming out where like you had to pick like a uh, like a uh, extension and, and for a minute i think i had facebook.com slash andy.germuga but then once i started making andy T. germ my handle on things okay. i changed there
0: was andy no way that you could choose that. I, think I think you believe. can do that i am- can you still change it? Maybe I should. I, I think you're allowed to
3: change it once in your life. You can
0: change it once. I believe I'm currently <laughs> Jesse.Weber9.
3: Right. Um, I've, don't ask me how. Uh, obviously, Third. also, like, also like Facebook is bad, and maybe you shouldn't be on it. Yeah, okay. hey, uh, hey, to hey, everyone.
4: Hey. Actually, I do want to plug something. Join Iron Simpsons fans. 139,000 people can't be wrong.
3: Sure, yes. Uh, the, the best part of Facebook, certainly. No arguments we on keep that. keep the point.
4: lights on, baby. Um, oh, and, if, Bank, if Bank Simpsons memes,
3: yes, all oh, the memes you can. Uh, have. yes, um, yeah, uh, and and also I guess uh, if I'm gonna plug something this week, I'm gonna plug uh, the concept of seeing a play reading online in this time of quarantine. I've done it a couple times. Uh, there's an organization called Play Per View that's doing it a lot. You can uh, uh, pay a little bit. Uh, it's and it helps to support some regional theaters that are going through tough times right now. And you can often they're like reuniting a lot of like original casts from things, and they're doing readings of these plays, and it's really really cool. And I, I think it's a great uh, way to uh, spend an evening's entertainment.
1: I think Play per, yeah. I, I, I don't like this like validation of cullen plugging random shit at the end <laughs> like other people plugging. i'm doing
3: out. it like once every two months okay like that's like like cullen does it every week plug your <laughs> socials.
2: Random. uh i did want to mention speaking of facebook no one's brought it up yet but andy is in full mark zuckerberg white face hoodie cosplay right now um <laughs> <laughs> how dare you but i'm actually on everything uh Follow me if you scare, and I will plug Yellow Zeri's Entourageathon. One of the best pieces of content uh, of the millennium. Best pieces of content. you can follow
1: me on letterboxd at I Laugh Alone. You can follow me on Twitter at I'm Laugh Alone. Uh, you, you can find the, uh, the person who made our theme songs. Yes. Uh, soundcloud at tr- uh, soundcloud.com slash tree related his he also at spotify you can search tree related thank you thank again yes, to, him for, to making, him for making mm-hmm. for making thank our theme very... song that bangs and slaps and all that and if you want to hear it you can yeah. just download this episode and listen to the opening over and over again we're not putting yeah. it Downloads, on keep our yeah. keep
3: re-downloading this episode <laughs> that helps our numbers and uh, we've never said it
2: before uh, but if you want to rate us on iTunes right. On Apple podcasts. Apple podcasts. Apple Podcasts, or any podcast app that lets you rate us. Uh, or give a nice review. Let's shoot low and go four stars. Um, four stars. <laughs> no! <next>. Absolutely <laughs> not! You have to
1: rate us five stars
3: <laughs>
2: for it to work.
1: Us. We're going to get four star reviews because of this. I don't don't undersell uh, yourself. Come on. I'm going to fire call them. <laughs> we next
4: week?
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah, Andy is reopening his grab bag of tidbits. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Again,
3: I do not claim no worship over the grab bag of tidbits, but uh, that is. <laughs>
1: too. That's I did not we get five stars. I did not know that this was next week. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I thought that was the week after. I thought we
0: were. Doing we are something. recording two episodes, of it. <laughs>
3: which we do not oh, really need to get into so- on the air. No. But <laughs> I did break down uh, personal
2: URLs for Facebook. So at this
3: point, ladies <laughs> <legs> are broken. <laughs> uh, yes, next week the grab bag will be reopened. We'll probably talk be talking about first cow and Palm Springs and boo- maybe boo. some other stuff. Uh, we'll also be talking about. I'm hoping that they're. Yeah.
0: I believe the day. Maybe even the morning that we're recording, I think Venice is supposed to have a press conference.
3: Right, There's and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk about the latest of fall festival developments, we should have which a are guest interesting. With that well.
0: yes. We do have a guest. We okay. got guests every episode. Uh,
3: we're the big time now. We got regular yeah. guests and continuing legends only for the foreseeable future.
2: Exactly.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I must say, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, very soon after David Sims and Joe Reader, these are two writers I look up look up to very much. So to be, I mean, that's kind of like the. Um they're they're like the Vincent Chase, and Joe Reed is like the Billy Walsh, and I'm the no. Eric. Wow. No,
3: we can't we can't we can't compare our previous guest to cast members, especially <laughs> considering elite is the turtle. Of...
1: <laughs> then we say at some point that we try to figure out who, oh, which right. one of the Entourage members. Yes,
4: I mean,
3: well, we'll we really we'll
4: do it here with the five people on the call.
3: Jesse, the power Irish to so end this episode is entirely within your hands. You can <laughs> okay. say the thing and it will end.
2: Emilio, <laughs> is Vinny Chase, Andy's Turtle, I'm Johnny Drama, Jesse's Ari, and Mike is E. Because I'm Irish. Release the audience. <laughs> oh, yeah! Alright, yeah,
1: I'm oh, gonna yeah! release
0: the audience. <laughs> Bye. Bye! Welcome to
1: the good life. Wine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>